Welcome to the Empowering Path podcast. I'm Jess Frost, aka the Highly Sensitive Coach, and this is a podcast dedicated to fellow highly sensitive people and empaths. My life's work is now dedicated to empowering HSPs and empaths to own their sensitive superpowers and thrive as their authentic selves. Should we get stuck in? Hello, sensitive soul. Welcome to episode 30 of the Empowering Path podcast. So good to be back on the mic. Um, yeah, I've taken taken a bit of time away from the microphone. It's been hectic. Hectic in the best possible way. To give you a bit of uh, context, I have been really busy wrapping up all of the qualifications that I wanted to uh, achieve in my first year of business, which is um, being qualified in neurolinguistic programming, timeline therapy, and hypnotherapy, which I was so pleased to complete everything last week. Um, I was training on Zoom all day for six out of seven of the days. <laughs> so it was quite exhausting. But yeah, it was a big, big goal for me. Um, I think as a psychology graduate, I've always been so fascinated by the mind and especially the unconscious mind. I've also recently found out that as a manifester human design, um, one of the kind of uh, roles of the manifester is to deliver and support people with shadow work, kind of trailblaze with the shadow work. So, yeah it felt very in alignment to be qualified in being able to understand and um, support people with their shadow work, releasing limiting beliefs uh, that no longer serve them. Um, I'm going to do a separate podcast on what limiting beliefs actually are, Um, but often it's actually nothing to do with what you might think it is with your conscious mind. Um, often we're like, oh, my, you know, limiting beliefs. I'm not very confident and I don't like public speaking, but actually the limiting beliefs that I work with, with people are far, far deeper in their unconscious, often relating to core feelings of unworthiness. Um, so yeah, I really wanted to be trained to be able to tap into that and help release that for people. Um, and timeline therapy just was incredible for my healing and my growth. Um, I've had it done on me a few times now and it essentially releases the core negative emotions from the past. Um, and I, I have always experienced like really, how can I explain it? Like say for example, I dropped something on the floor and broke something. My reaction would be so far removed to what you'd expect (laughs) from that act (laughs) that I'd think, wow, why did I, why do I get so angry? Why did I feel so hurt? Like real visceral feelings. And yeah, timeline therapy has really helped with this. So prime example, yeah, of something that would, I would have massively kicked off at (laughs) was I was (laughs) carrying a box of like uh, salt crystals to put in my salt pig. (laughs) And I dropped the box on the kitchen worktop and it went all over the worktop, all over the floor like Jess five years ago, 10 years ago, would have literally lost her shit. Like 
another level. Um, and I just stood there and closed my eyes and like took a deep breath. And I was like inside, I was really, really angry because I knew I had to clear all that up. But I just took a deep breath and I just laughed and grabbed the dustpan and brush and just started clearing it away. But that's just a little example of, of how timeline therapy has worked for me. It just feels like a weight has been lifted off my shoulders with all of this work. Um, so it's, it's incredible to weave the timeline therapy and the neurolinguistic programming into my one-to-one and group coaching. Um, but also the hypnotherapy has just taken it to a brand new level. Um, I have hypnotherapy done on me quite a lot with my coach. Um, and yeah, I think it's, I think it's fascinating. The actual training and what I experience now is nothing like I thought it would be. Like, I think I have this, I have this like really outdated idea of what hypnotherapy is and hypnosis is. And it's just a very, very powerful way to be speaking to your unconscious mind and start rewiring a lot of the neural pathways to think more empowering things about yourself. So yeah, I am so pumped. Like I say, pretty exhausted, uh, but so pumped to have this done. Um, yeah. And there's a definite part of me that's like, Ooh, what's next? Because I've, I found, um, breath work incredibly powerful. Like breath work is now part of my day-to-day routine. Um, and as someone that has learned to suppress their emotions since, uh, childhood, um, I, I've found that I've kind of had energy blocked in my body and I do some kind of emotional freedom, uh, breath work, uh, in particular with people like Josh Connolly and, um, Josh kindly shared who he was trained by. So it's definitely on the, on my to-do list. Um, that is always in my manifestations and on my vision board is that I imagine myself running retreats where there's lots of people lying on the floor in blankets and I'm doing breath work with them to help them release this blocked energy and this blocked emotion. Um, but I have to check in with myself right now and be like, Jess, you're fucking exhausted, mate. Like just let's just take a minute let's take a few minutes, let's take weeks and maybe months to just relish in what you've achieved so far. Um, And it's been something I've been working on with my coaches and and during my kind of healing process is to just be more present and to enjoy everything right now rather than thinking what next. And I'm fully, fully aware that a lot of this is down to my recovering perfectionism and my perfectionism will still show up. Like this, this work is lifelong. Yeah. Um, it doesn't stop things from happening, but it makes you a better observer. So you can put certain kind of, uh, actions in place to help you. But, you know, my perfectionism does still show up and rear its ugly head. And I have to, I have to manage it in that moment. And, yeah, part of what I'm going to discuss in this episode is very much linked to my recovering perfectionism as well. I've had a lot of DMs, a lot of people reach out to me really resonating with my content around perfectionism. Um, you're not alone. It is 
it, it, it has been, it has been a long battle for me. Um, and I used to joke about it like, oh, I'm just a perfectionist and actually didn't really fully appreciate how much it was crippling me. It was paralyzing me from moving forward. And a lot of people listening to this that feel a bit stuck right now and maybe don't action a lot of the goals and don't work towards the dreams that they really, really, you know, think about um, all the time is because of that perfectionist nature um, and that paralysis that you feel when you are a perfectionist. So I see and I hear you and thank you for reaching out and getting in touch because the more content I can create for you, um, you know, when I know what people really want and really need help with, that's just amazing. And I really resonate, you know, on a personal level. And on that note as well, I just want to thank you for, you know, bearing with me with with when I release my podcast episodes. Um, I know a lot of uh, coaches, a lot of uh, people in the self-help space, any podcaster, um, a lot of people do release them on certain days. Um, and I initially started out thinking that I'm going to release my episodes on a Monday. And a lot of them have been released on a Monday. But I soon realised that it was actually feeding into that perfectionism. And I've realised as well through a lot of self-awareness is that if I feel like I have to be doing something now, um, when I'm not really in that energetic space or the right mindset, it will either mean that I just stop it altogether or start getting resentful. Um, And I don't want that for this podcast because I genuinely love it. It feels like such a wonderful space for me to just share. Like I never do these podcasts to prescribe and say, oh, I'm an expert. This is what you need to do. This podcast more than anything is an opportunity for me to share. I love sharing my experiences from a place of reflection. Okay. I don't like, and I won't share things in the moment because that's never good. It's not good energy. Um, I need to sit and decompress and kind of, yeah, reflect on it kind of identify and observe what went on and how did I how did I get out of a certain situation how did I get unstuck like how did I take steps forward how did I heal how did I do my shadow work etc etc so you know this may benefit someone listening and may inspire someone listening but it's not certainly not a this is what I do so you should do that as well um so take what you need in every episode um but equally if this really resonates um let me know, share it, share it with someone that might benefit from it. Uh, but what I wanted to talk about today was whether we are overwhelmed or whether we're overstimulated. Um, some of you may know if you resonate with being a highly sensitive person, um, overstimulation is a sign that you are a highly sensitive person, okay? Um, highly sensitive people can get very overstimulated by their senses. Uh, that could be bright lights, it could be loud noises, um, smells, tastes. Um, yeah, I get really affected by light. My partner gets quite affected by everything in terms of like loud noises, lights, um, uh, energies. Um, yeah, I get really affected by by the energies. And um, yeah, it was a couple of weeks ago, I was already really, really exhausted which is going to play a massive part in this um, because I now know very well that when my cup is near empty, um, 
I am less resilient. I'm more thin skinned. I will be susceptible to um, being activated, triggered, whatever language you like using. Uh, I am likely to react and not respond. I might have more arguments or start arguments or take things really personally. So I was quite aware that I was in that space and I'd got a very busy day ahead um, doing some freelance work, helping with um, some online training. And as a lot of us have had to do in the last couple of years is transition our work from face-to-face to online. And um, yeah, this will affect us in, in many ways. The work I do with the training involves me to have lots of different tabs open, not just on my screen, but in my head. <laughs> um, but yeah, I have to do certain things at different times. I have to um, be constantly thinking ahead of what I'm going to need next. I'm also holding space for a lot of people. I'm answering any queries, dealing with any tech problems. It is sometimes chaotic. Other times, absolutely smooth, but sometimes chaotic. So before I'm about to start these sessions, I really have to work hard with my morning routine if I'm feeling particularly uh, tired. And um, yeah, like this morning, that morning when I was about to start the work, um, my inner critic was wild. My head was full of thoughts. Um, So I tried doing breath work. Um, I journaled, I did some meditations, I took a bath, I lit my incense and my candles. Um, I tried to pull, I had the curtains closed during work and I tried to keep the light dim. Um, I had my sage on the go, I had crystals in the bra, you name it. Like it was literally right, okay, get the toolbox, Jess, you're going to need every fucking thing in it today. And um, yeah, yeah. This day could have gone either either way. The reality of the situation was it was a very challenging day. There were a lot of variables happening that meant um, I was on the back foot. Um, a lot of big energy uh, and um, a lot of things going wrong, a lot of tech problems, a lot of height, heightened emotions from, um, from people. And... I don't feel like I had my bubble fully protected around me and I was letting that sink in. So long story short, actually on this day, a post popped up on my Instagram. Um, I think it was a lady called Sober Soulmate who posted it and um, it it popped up on my feed about overstimulation. And my goodness, you know, when just a post shows up at like the right time, I was like, oh my freaking God, like I'm overstimulated there's too much going on. I need, I need just to take a breather. So luckily I work with some of the most incredible humans who understand what it feels like to feel overstimulated and, um, to be a highly sensitive person and to have, um, yeah, had some challenging times with my mental health and understand anxiety and things like that. So I was able to say, look, guys, I'm just going to have to take some time. Um, Give me five minutes. I'm just going to get away from my screen. So I went downstairs, um, took myself into the garden to ground myself. Um, It was a really like beautiful, bright and cold day. um, And I just have to get my bare feet on the ground. Um, and that grounds me really quickly. And I just kind of lifted my head up and noticed everything around me. I noticed the blue sky and I could hear the birds and I t- 
took myself back to my breath, which is always one of the first things I do. So um, I did some box breathing where you uh, breathe in for four seconds, in through your nose, all through the nose this. So you breathe in through the nose for four seconds, hold four seconds, out for four seconds, hold for four seconds. So I did that for a few times um, and I just let myself cry. Like I really like I, I could tell that I was just really emotional and I just needed to cry and let it out. Now, if this particular situation would have happened five, ten years ago, like there likely would have been a panic attack. Um yeah, it was it was all too much. And I think one of the most powerful reflections for me about the whole experience is the language. Okay. The language of overwhelm and the language of overstimulation. For me, personally, overwhelm, using the term overwhelm or I'm overwhelmed is a gateway to shame. It it disempowers me. It makes me think that I'm not capable, um, that I'm unable to cope. And that will in turn start a heightened inner critic just I will just go on a shame spiral I will be saying really shitty things to myself like see I told you you'd fuck up today you're such a failure you should do this you should do that um you should be this person you should be able to handle this and actually by using the term overstimulated it offered a different layer of compassion and empathy. It reminded me that I'm a highly sensitive person and I'm not just a highly sensitive person. I'm a fucking human that is run down, that is just tired. So everything's going to feel like a challenge and that's okay. And the next time I show up and I do this work, you know, I'll be, I could be firing on all cylinders and it would be the smoothest day in the world, but nothing is linear. And how can I be kind to myself today? What do I need to do right now to calm the situation down and for me to feel empowered again? And, you know, luckily, like I say, from, from doing this work for a long time now, this feels easier and it won't come straight away for you. You will have to practice this and practice this, but even just have like a post-it near you saying like overstimulated question mark. (laughs) So when you're having these situations, you can be like, okay, yeah, I'm overstimulated. I need a break. I need a breather. And that is more than bloody okay to ask for that, to be able to step away from your screen and take a breath. Um, One thing I wanted to note as well for highly sensitive people is especially if you are very hypervigilant. And for a lot of us who who are hypervigilant, who scan environments for safety, um, you're always kind of thinking ahead um, about what might happen, what how people might react, what people might say. Um, when we're on the online space, okay, actually take that back, rewind. When we're face-to-face with people. So when I'm doing a one-to-one coaching session, I'm sat with someone face-to-face or say a friend wants to tell me something. I can scan their unspoken body language, their facial expressions. I can feel their energy, um, their posture, etc. I can scan to kind of um, guess what might come next. Um, and as humans, we love to do this. We love to fill in the gaps. And 
when we move from that face to face to an online space, especially when you're dealing with lots of different people and you have lots of faces on a Zoom screen, your mind is still doing that. Okay, your mind is scanning all of those faces, trying to guess what is coming next. And this is all unconscious, subconscious. Okay, like you are scanning to try and guess it like what's happening? Are people okay? Are they liking this? Like, am I doing a good job? Like, are they okay? They're distressed? Like, does someone need me? Like, all of these things will be going on. And that is exhausting. So no wonder we get overstimulated when we're holding space for multiple people, or we're in meetings all the time with our job, you know? So it's really important that if this is the case and we're not going to make a change immediately, how can we show more compassion? How can we, you know, tweak our routines to give us the best chance of thriving rather than just surviving in those situations? You know, do we have to look at our sleep routine, our nutrition, the amount of nature we're getting, you know, um, the amount of water we're drinking, like, are we connecting with people? Are you know all these different things? Like it was just a gentle reminder that I really need to take more time and more days out to recharge. Because yeah, the work I do involves holding a lot of space and a lot of space online. And if I'm not filling my cup and I'm letting that candle burn right to the end and that cup to get really, really empty, I'm just scrambling to survive all the time. And it feels really disempowering. So yeah, I just wanted to invite the language shift, see if that works, see if that helps. Um, And yeah, I just wanted to share because it has been such a lovely shift, such an empowering shift um, to recognise that yes, I am more susceptible to overstimulation and that's okay. But is there anything on reflection that I could do differently to give myself a better chance? If not, it really is just compassion, empathy, showing myself some love, like just make your favourite tea, get some chocolate, like whatever you need just to feel that comfort, you know, and afterwards treat yourself, whether that is even just an early night in a bath or ringing your best mate or whatever that is. Um, but yeah, I just, I just think we, we have been through a shit show, um, and we still are, you know, we, it's really challenging and we just need to constantly be anchoring in that self-compassion, that empathy, and just know that we're human navigating a messy world as highly sensitive people where we can get overstimulated but it does not, it does not mean we are not able to cope. It does not mean we're less likely to cope than someone who isn't highly sensitive, okay? We are all wildly, wildly capable. We just need to keep an eye on our toolbox, keep an eye on our cup. And just when we need to take a freaking break, we need to take the break. And when we need to ask for help, we need to ask for that help. Um, But I'm sending you all so much love 
Um, please let me know if this resonates. Um, I would love to hear from you. And like I say again, thank you so much for bearing with me in terms of um, how often and when I'm posting. It is like it's it's turning out to be weekly anyway, but it's just lovely having that that degree of flexibility. So this continues to be a joyous, joyous part of the work I do. And um, yeah, being able to share my voice, something that I think I've kept in for many, many years is just a joy. Uh, So I'm grateful for every single one of you who listens to this, who likes it, who follows, who comments, who reviews, who shares it on their socials and shares it with their friends. You're amazing. And you're helping me reach as many highly sensitive people and empaths as possible. So I thank you so, so much. Um, If you would like to discuss how my one-to-one services might benefit you uh, this year, please do head to the link in the show notes. Um, I'm not just doing uh, one-to-one personal empowerment stuff. I'm actually doing, from mid-March, a group empowerment programme for small business owners and um, entrepreneurs who identify as highly sensitive, who want to start showing up with more confidence, who want to start getting out of their own way, Also going to be working a lot with money, money mindset, um, creating that work life of your dreams, earning what you want to be earning and showing up online, talking about the incredible services you offer more. Okay, people need to hear what incredible work you do. And I think so many of us stay small out of fear. So that's what I'm here for. I'm here to help you. It's going to be starting mid-March. It's a three-month group program. It will involve one-to-one unconscious work with me. And I am so freaking excited. In terms of Sensitive Soul Society, it has been incredible. I cannot tell you how wonderful the space has been. Sensitive Soul Society, for those of you who don't know, is my group empowerment program for highly sensitive women and empaths. Um, It's a three month program. Uh, This particular program right now is ending um, the first week of March and I will be opening the doors once again to Sensitive Soul Society in um, May. So if you want to join um, a waitlist, keep your eyes um, on my Instagram because a waitlist will be opening very, very soon. Uh, But yes, oh, I just love you all so much. I'm sending so much love. Um, Yeah, you're just wonderful. And until next time, please, please, please look after yourself and protect that energy. See you soon, doll.